small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey, everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me in the rock room today from Parts Unknown, but we'll find out. He's appeared on the show before. We'll talk about that. Please welcome Keith Jacobson. How are you doing, Keith? I'm doing great, Pat. Thank you for uh, having me uh, today here. Absolutely. You sent me an email and you said, I'm going to be in town. Is it possible that we record? And I said, let me check. And then I said, yes. Is that how it went? That That's how it went. That's accurate. So right. I just really wanted to come in the rock room. So Yeah. Is yeah. it, uh, I mean... Is it uh, impressive or unimpressive? Because you have stuff in your it, uh, man cave. It's it's very impressive. My man cave is actually in the uh, front of our home. So my wife, uh, she limits what I can put in that uh, right. man cave. Yes. So now I, my children, I, I can't wait till they move out because then I'll just take over one of their rooms. Get one of those rooms, mm-hmm. put, uh, put them in one room. When they come back, there's two beds in there now. Have they come it. back? think they do oh okay well look you we hope they do (laughs) they (laughs) will they will from time to time i hope they will um now keith this is your second time on this show yes pat and the last time you were on the show i think we referred to you as an unwanted co-host i think that was maybe the the what what i was called not unwanted but uninvited yeah i think you first maybe said unwanted and then i said could i just be maybe uninvited so, okay, and yeah. so you coined the phrase uninvited. I think so, yes. And tell us how that came to be for people that don't know. Well, this was uh, back during the uh, great pandemic days uh, over the Zoom. I think it was, uh, if I'm accurate, during the holidays of 2020, maybe into 2021, right, right after New Year's. Maybe it was on New Year's Day. I think that's accurate of 2021. Okay. And uh, you had put out on... Uh, the site formerly known as Twitter, uh, <laughs> that uh, y- you were going to um, be uh, recording an episode about the uh, latest Paul McCartney album at that time. Okay. And you posted the Zoom link. And I think y- you knew that you were probably going to have some uninvited guests. Right. And, and I was hoping Paul McCartney he, would be my guest. Yes. He unfortunately was not there. He did not care, no. But I was like, uh, I thought, well, I want to see how the sausage is made. So uh, I popped on there and uh, I was the only one that really popped on there. You were the there, only I one think. that popped yeah. on. Yes. And uh, to be honest, McCartney was my first choice. And you might not know this. You were my second choice. Wow. That, well, that was then I'm I'm uh, pretty happy that I uh, Kinda did, worked did out. click on that link that day. So And then you were you were. You were so good on microphone. You were so good in the room. We just kept you on the whole time. I know. I know. I was uh, surprised by that. So. Yeah. So we had fun with you, and then I, I maybe at that time I said, if you're ever in town, we'll record for real. Uh, m- maybe at that time. Yeah, Let's I just think pretend that's, 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 yeah, that's accurate. I was gracious that's, enough that's and accurate. shared that with you. I feel like I'm the uh, uninvited <laughs> guest again today, although I invited myself here. So well, I, <laughs> well, I was yeah. in town on uh, business here. So Let's coin a new phrase, the self-invited. Self-invited. I like that. I'll, I'll roll with that one. Self-invited guest. You're in town on business. Yes, I'm here on business. Are so. you allowed to discuss your business? Absolutely, I can discuss my business. So, um, so I'm a uh, independent sales rep. I own a, an agency with one other uh, gentleman, and uh, 
We manage sales for a lot of different uh, companies, but uh, primarily we specialize in the toy industry. Okay. So any toys I w- would have heard of? Legos. Not Lego. Monopoly. It, it, no, no. Uh, uh, those are fun, all. Oh, fu- you handle all the Funko Pops. Those are all our competitors. Pat. Oh, so okay. They, th- those those com- are all the things I own. Those are companies very large that mm-hmm. uh, they uh, employ their own sales force. We work for, I like to say, mid-sized to smaller-sized toy companies that uh, don't have their own uh, sales force. What's the number one toy that you handle? The number one toy right now would be... Um, from Playmates Toys. It's heard the, of Playmates. Yes, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Have you heard of that? It's pretty big. It, it is pretty big. It's bigger than if you said, we have a thing called Rock and Stick. That's pretty big at times. Yeah, so at times it has been pretty big. When the economy's poor, that's one of the top selling <laughs> yes, toys. It's actually. an old timey toy if you've never heard yeah. of it, kids. Yes. So, uh, Well, that's so, pretty good because we just had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's a lot to say. A uh, movie? We're always excited when there's uh, new content. Mm-hmm. A movie. It, it was uh, The movie's great if uh, if you haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is streaming on uh, Paramount Plus right now. But uh, we'd rather you go buy it. Or go, doesn't it matter to you? Um, I like. I prefer if you go buy the toy. I okay. don't care if you stream uh, if you stream it or if you go uh, buy it. All also, right. that's that's right. fine. Just by buy me. a toy. That that's fine by me. Yes. And have so. have the sales on the toys? It's been good. Yeah, been very, very good. Now, so. that movie came out when? In the summer? In August, yes. In August. So yes. we're coming into Christmas. Yes. Toy time. Is that too far out from Christmas, August to December? Are people going to forget about the turtle toys? Not with the uh, advent of uh, streaming. Okay. So because a lot of uh, kids are just maybe just finding it now okay. on uh, Par- when they're on uh, Paramount+. It's, Plus, it's so. expensive to go to a movie. It's expensive to take the family to a movie. So families that have streaming services, their kids are watching it right now. They think it's a brand new thing, and so they're all hyped up. And they can watch it multiple times. That's the beauty of yes, it. When you can. go to a theater, you see it once, yeah. and then you'd have to go back and, you know, buy another ticket. So Or just sneak into the theater next. Hide under the, the seat. Yeah, yes, yes. So, yeah, that's a, yeah. All right. So, well, that's good. How many items are in the line of Ninja Turtle toys? You got the four. You got the four characters. You do. You do. You have the four. Um, Let me uh, see if I know them. Yes. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Donatello. Yes. Bunny Carlos. Yes. Rasputin. Yes. Michelangelo. Yes. Cool. Okay. Yes. Great. Excellent. Keep Two going. of those four are incorrect. Uh, for oh, the you guys figured out. Yeah. Maybe that'll yeah. be a trivia question. Yeah. All right. So, um, f- you got the four main characters. Is the girl in this one? What's her name? April. April is in this one. Yes. Okay. It's not yep. April Richardson. Nope. Although that would be a great toy. Nope. It's uh, April Jones. I hope I have that right. It'd be really embarrassing if I have that wrong. Just April O'Neil. April O'Neil. Oh my O'Neil. gosh. Sorry. I was just a little nervous. Sorry. April yes. O'Neil. Are you? No, you're not nervous right now. Not really. Just, yeah. a, sl- just a little. A, a little bit. But just not stupid. Not room. really. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I'm, I'm all good. So. Um. And is that is that April toy? Is that more for the girls to have a toy to buy? I mean, I maybe, but I think I think the boys can like April too. No, so yeah, sure, she's sure. a key character in the in the film. So who plays her in the film? Uh oh. Well, of course it's a voice because it's animated. Oh, okay. I can um, look it up too. Yeah. This is Thank when, God for IMDb. Let me see what's going on. Let me see the least amount of words. I'm going to type turtles movie cast. Mm-hmm. 2023, there it is. 
Seth Rogen's involved in this film? He is. It was his production uh, company that uh, put it together. The positive things I heard about the movie were that uh, the dialogue of the kid sounds like kids. They had kids actually record record the uh, voices. But the the screenwriters made sure that the dialogue was sounded like kids talk. Yes. And now I'm embarrassed to say I've I've seen who uh, April is and I've I was thinking this in the back of my mind and I don't know how you pronounce her name. I don't either, but she's very she's good. A fantastic she's actress. She's fantastic. Io Adebri Adebri? I mean, that's as good as she's I'm Sid- going to do. Sydney and the Bear for Sydney and the Bear. Yes, yes. chef. Yes, yes, chef. Uh so. yeah, she's she's fantastic. So, if you see her, you'll know Exactly who she is. I just saw her in an episode of uh, Black Mirror, too. So, oh, wow. Yes. She's got three projects coming up. Thunderbolts, Omni Loop, and Opus. All right. Thunder- and the season three of The Bear, which I, I just Bear. got renewed. Yes. Thunderbolts is a Marvel movie. And uh, you guys have heard of those, right? Marvel? Marvel comics? Marvel I think movies? so. Do Doesn't- not sell any of the Marvel toys. So, <laughs> no. No. It doesn't say who she's playing in that, but I'm excited. I'm excited to find out. Okay, so that's a good cast. This is good. Yeah. Good people involved. It looks like she also does a voice uh, for an animated thing called Invincible, which I like on uh, Amazon Prime. All right, enough promoting. Nah. Uh, well, I hope... Uh, and what do you do? You come out here and what do you... So a lot of the toy manufacturers are based uh, out here in okay. the Los Angeles area. Okay. So, um, so actually, Trip was half boondoggle, half... Uh, actual uh, work happening so we did one of our um one of our companies actually had some tickets to the uh, los angeles chargers detroit lions game yesterday that so was at the sofi the sofi nice so, so went to the sofi did you like that what's it called the the screen that goes around the top is that called the oculus or the ocular i don't know what it is i don't know it's what, pretty amazing though right? i don't know what the name is but it is amazing so we uh we got there so they had a suite so we were in one of the suites and they open up two hours before the actual event. So we uh, took full advantage of that and arrived there two hours before. Stocked up with food and booze? We did. And on those screens, they are showing all of the other NFL games going on uh, at that time. You cannot so, beat this day. No. I mean, it's like going to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch all the games, but on <laughs> steroids. So, did yeah. you? Uh, do, uh, do you... Do you drink? Do you have a an alcoholic beverage? I did have an alcoholic beverage or two, yes. Was there a so, driver or were you driving? I drove. So my rule was uh, for every two beers, one water. So Okay. Yes. And so it, was had, day, had, it was a long day. It was a long day. 19 so. waters. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. Very good. Do the math, folks. No. So I, I was uh, I was fine for driving. So um, And then what are the seats like in the suite? Are they like recliners? Are they... They're nice, big sort of, I guess, I don't know if it's a recliner, but it was definitely, uh, you know, plenty of room there, nice armrest you fold down. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was, I mean, you really can't get much better than uh, than that for the game. So. Does the suite have its own bathroom? It does, yes. I bet it's clean, unless it, you guys fuck it up. Uh, yes, it was clean <laughs> and no lines. Okay. You know, that's the beauty of it. It was own clean bathroom. when we got there, but it yeah. was a horrible mess yeah. when we left. <laughs> yes. So, uh, did you buy any souvenirs? Did not buy any souvenirs. So, uh, they were playing. So, I am from uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yes. Uh, grew up outside of Detroit, Michigan. Okay. So I'm a fan. Motor City. The Motor City. Um, Detroit Rock City. 
I am a fan of the Detroit Lions, so I was uh, excited to be there to watch my team who um, they have been horrible through the years. Uh, they have uh, never been to the Super Bowl. Uh, they last won a championship in the 50s and uh, last won a playoff game in 1991 when okay. I was a freshman in college. That's a lot. So it's painful to the point that uh, I lived 10 years in Chicago uh, suburbs. My wife at that time told me I need to do adopt a new team. And I told her, no, I can't do that. You know, so why can't you? I feel like it's easy to do. It, it is easy to do, but it's my thinking is it's just going to be that much sweeter when they actually do win right. that I stuck with them. Who I, who won the game this weekend? It was the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions won. Your team they won. won. They won. Were you able to openly root for them in a box of that magnitude? Definitely, we were. We wore our uh, we wore our Detroit Lions jersey. So right. um, my oldest son he uh, he goes to school up at the uh, University of Oregon. Okay. In uh, Eugene, Oregon. So he flew down. Beautiful. And, and, yeah, uh, he's got to right. Yes, yes. So he begged me, uh, and so I we were able to find an extra ticket for him. So he came down. So we had on our uh, Lions uh, jerseys along with uh, one of my coworkers that came out with me. So right. we very and, nice. And the SoFi was probably sixty percent Lions fans, forty percent that's amazing Chargers fans. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, All right. Yeah. Um. What else was I say? How, how many people does the box hold? The suite. Uh, there were seats for I think sixteen, but I think it holds more than that because um, there were definitely more than sixteen. So the actual seats, but then you can stand. There's standing Who room. Who are these There's other people that were there? Cocktail tables. They were all from the, the toy the, company. The, yes. Yeah. And you know, or those customers, people? or customers. Some of them, most of them, I knew. Yeah. All yes. right. Well, that's good. Yes. Uh, all men or some ladies there? Oh no, ladies were there for sure. So all right, because yeah. you know, sports is for guys. I mean, maybe, but a, <laughs> a luxury suite is for everybody. It's for ladies. <laughs> it's for everybody. Lay out the menu for me, because I, I, I want to know what the food was. Um, well, so they had sushi mm-hmm. uh, in there. They had a nice... Now, do you eat sushi from uh, Detroit? Um, I do. I did not partake yesterday. Um, one of my uh, coworkers did, and he said, eh, it's okay. Oh. So I thought, you know what? I don't, I'm not going to partake in that. Okay. Nice uh, charcuterie board. So, right. you know, a lot of meats and cheeses and some fruits. Um. They had, uh, I don't know, a fruit bowl, if you wanted some more fruit. Um, hot dogs, uh, little cheeseburger sliders. They brought uh, wings at one point. Um, they brought in, um, oh, some, ro- uh, it was uh, pr- like prime rib on, oh, wow. on there, yes. So now, now, did you eat more food than you normally would have since it was free? Of course, of course. <laughs> Always, right? Of course, yes. So, yeah, you eat, eat until you're you know, going to get sick. Yes. Because I, it's free. I was disappointed, though. The uh, the dessert, they had these uh, pies that they made, but they were pumpkin, and I absolutely detest uh, pumpkin. So, Wow, yeah. all right. Which is tough these days because it's everywhere. Every, everywhere's it's, pumpkin. When it's pumpkin season, it's, yeah. it, I have to go into hiding. Now, I don't know if I should tell you this. That microphone's a pumpkin microphone. Okay, I got to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. We're at 17 minutes, which means uh, someone's going to send me an email saying, I didn't tune in to hear about the Charger game. Or the toy industry. Or the toy. I didn't come here for <laughs> toys and sweet talk. Sh- should we say then? I brought you some gifts, but maybe we save those for, Let's save for later. Let's save So, it. yeah. Um, I'm going to tell what the topic is. Yes. You came up with this. I did. I came up with a name for it, though. Oh, okay. I'm curious to hear that, so... Um, you're going to play songs from 
these are concerts you've seen, possibly the first concerts these you ever saw. These are the saw. first concerts. First that concerts I, that you I, ever saw. Yes. I'm calling it Keith's Concerts, and I'm going to spell concerts with a K. Oh, okay. What do you think of that? I like it. Yeah. So, and then maybe in the middle, we'll put like first in like quotes. Yes. Somewhere sneaky. Yes. So I also attempted to just from memory, like you probably did real research. You probably know exactly what your first concerts were. I, I know that. You don't know what your first concert? Oh, no. I know okay. what my first okay. one was. And I know what my, I probably know what the first three or four are. And then I'm like, eh, I think I saw this band around that time. And some of my concerts were great double bills. So I might play a song from the opener too, because they were just- I have a few of those, yeah, but I stuck to- Stuck with the headliner. I stuck to the headliner. We, I might mention who the openers were, well, but- why uh, wouldn't you? Yes, so- What have you said, but I'm not going to tell you who opened it? Yeah, maybe not. So, <laughs> no. uh, so I will tell you, I was obsessive about saving- um, ticket stubs which sadly these days our they, kids don't really get to to keep that right they can keep it in their email maybe if they got a ticket uh, but there should be a website where you can type in all the info and print out like a souvenir ticket you know some bands actually do offer souvenir tickets i think uh i think maybe pearl jam did recently uh, that makes sense I, that they would do something yeah, like that yeah i think some bands do that um which but is I, which is cool but it's not really yeah, it's a souvenir. It's not really what your your ticket stub was. I know. So yeah, and I have I have all my ticket stubs and my recent shows that I've gone to. I've been lucky enough to go to uh, some shows, a ton of shows actually, for free recently. So um, you pick your tickets up there. So I am oh, getting hard sure, tickets. Sure. So, um, so well, and so I was going to say the other thing is I'm sure you know the uh, website setlist.fm. Of course. So at one time, I took it upon myself to go back through all my ticket stubs and uh, log all of my shows on my uh, Setlist FM uh, profile. So that's how I have it readily available. And look, this is the kind of um, stuff I like when people do. It's like, it's a nice, it's a fun hobby. It's relaxing. Like sometimes my wife will go, "What, what were you doing upstairs? And I'll say, I was working on my iTunes. That means I'm putting metadata in there, maybe updating the artwork to some, something more high res, um, I like to have the songwriter info in that one window. I do all this stuff. I hear you. I do the same. So my, uh, my family makes fun of me. So I did mention, like I said, my rock room is in the front <laughs> of the house. So they, so can, they, they can easily make fun of me. They you. make fun of me and they walk by my, my office all the time there. So. See, I can come up here sh- and shut that. D- I can lock that door if I want to. I don't, but I could. And I might start now, yeah. now that you bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love just playing with the iTunes. And I don't even know if that's a phrase. Yeah, I'm playing with the iTunes, but that's what I like to do. If this iTunes ever goes away, I swear to God, I don't know what to do. Have you uh, have you ever uh, checked out Plex? No, no. All right. Maybe someday is, you could check that is out. Is that you, like iTunes? It's kind of like iTunes, but- uh, but Do I have to import all my CDs again into Plex? No, no. You have all your MP3s. It'll, yeah, on it'll, an external hard drive. It'll, it'll pick all those up. All and right. um, there's actually uh, like a, um, there's an app out there called Plex Amp, and you can stream all your music when you're outside of the home. What the heck? Yeah. In the car, I can in do the, that? In the car, you can do that. All the so, music that I have. All and, the music And let me have. see. I like to sometimes give out the count of how many songs are in my iTunes currently. Because that's where we play the songs from. Let me see. For some reason, it will not let me see. Oh, I see why. Okay, hold on. 20 songs. It can play all 20 songs you have in your collection, Pat. I've got uh, 27. No, 
95,295 songs. Oh, yeah. No problem. I can play uh, 353.7 days. Oh, yeah. No problem. All right. I'm in. It'll shuffle. No. It has options to shuffle. You can play like uh, but, genres. But what so. if uh, what if Plex goes down? What if Plex disappears? Then what do I do? Well, then uh, I guess you got to go uh, back to your iTunes. So Why are you using Plex and not iTunes? Well, because of that. I use both. So, yeah. So the a lot. But- but it it autom- if you have your library all set in uh, <laughs> iTunes, it should pick up everything you have in Plex. All right, cool. So, yeah. And I go through sometimes because I think I have doubles of things and that just ended up in there and I like to get rid of those. And For sure. I convert everything to a, an MP3 and a certain bit rate that I like. What nerd? Where, we, where's the nerd talk sting? Well, how many where minutes are we in now and we haven't played any music yet? I didn't yet. come here for <laughs> Plex. 23 minutes. Okay, here we go. Keith's concerts. We're going to start out with, I assume, your first concert ever. How old of a gentleman are you? I am 50 years old, Pat. 50 years old. How yes. old were you when you saw this first concert? I uh, would be, uh, I think, 13. Oh, sorry. I don't have it up on here. I do here. In 1986, yes, that's right, November 16th, 1986, so I was 13 years old. All right. This concert I attended with uh, my uh, mom and dad. So I always say I have two first concerts. Okay. I have that first concert I went to with my mom and dad. Right. And then I have that first concert that I went to with my friends. Okay. And now, a word from our sponsors. What it be, rock solid listeners. It's your pal Ryan Buds, host of Trivia with Buds, a Monday through Friday trivia podcast with fun themed quizzes in under 10 minutes a day. Listen to recent episodes on topics you'll love, like Chicago bands, one hit wonders, Christmas songs, and more. And make sure to hit subscribe so you never miss a new episode. That's Trivia with Buds on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your shows. P.S. It's a great way to pass time on a road trip. You should try it out. Cheers! Now, back to the show. So this is the first concert that I went to with my mom and dad. And the band is? The Monkees. And the song of choice? So I chose um, uh, Last Train to Clarksville, which was uh, really the first song that they uh, came out to um, at that show. All right, perfect. Yes. Yes. And if you, now you have what I downloaded, correct? So do you have my versions? You didn't. Wait a minute. Yeah. Did you send me specific versions of the songs? Just in this particular case, I did, and and it's okay. It's all right. So I don't. I just. I didn't. I didn't get that. That's okay. Or I looked. I didn't see it. It's okay. It's so okay. I have it from. I have mono version. That's exciting. That that's exciting. So so the version that I sent you, but it's okay. But mm-hmm. your listeners can go seek this out if they like. Okay. There was a uh, a. Um, album that they put out and they sold at their uh, shows in 1987 from the 1986 tour and it's the 20th anniversary tour album wow. and so there's uh, they sold it on uh, uh, vinyl back then and also CD so you can find it now I found a version online uh, of course so All right. yes alright well I'm going to play not the version that was uh, anticipated by my guest so my cue might not be quite right for that one that's okay let's find out Nope, that cue doesn't work. That's okay. I've already ruined the episode. <laughs> I'm going to back it up here in a minute because you got to hear him at least say. Okay. Here we 
here we go. I'm going back to the beginning. Should the monkeys be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yes. All right. Yes. That's the correct answer. Yes. You, you know, it's interesting. I went back to really find out about this tour. Um, and it, and I should say Mike Nesmith was not on this tour. I think he played one show uh, during the tour with them, maybe in, here in L.A. Those four could never get it together. No. There's always three, this three, then that three, then two. They just couldn't get it together. So they... they they played so the the tour started in May, and they played the uh, Concord Hotel in Kiamesha Lake, New York. All right, and then uh, May thirtieth uh, through June first, they played the Tropicana in Atlantic City. Fast forward to when I saw them, which was November. Uh, what did I say? Sixteenth. They played the Pontiac Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan, which is a gigantic stadium. That's amazing. Horrible, horrible concert venue, but (laughs) a huge stadium. So I I bet they didn't have the proper equipment to play a venue that big either. So I guess in researching, of course, when I was 13 years old, I didn't know this, but this is when MTV, they ran a, earlier in the year, they ran a marathon of all of the Monkees episodes. Okay. And so the tour, I think, was booked earlier in the year for a lot of these small venues. And then by the end of the year, they're playing the Silverdome and uh, they played the, uh, well, there were a couple other big, uh, just big venues. And actually probably one of the biggest venues that they played was the Pontiac Silverdome. Um, But uh, they played the Rosemont uh, in uh, the Horizon. Yes. In uh, Chicago area there. (coughs) Just some big arenas, and again, the Silverdome was, it was, I think it held 80,000, now they didn't sell 80,000 tickets that day, but it held 80,000 folks in there for football. So uh, I will tell you one other fun fact about the Pontiac Silverdome. I also did attend WrestleMania three there. <laughs> okay. So yes, which set a record for the largest attendance ever for an indoor sporting uh, indoor sporting event. Just say event. Yeah, event. Don't put sporting. Well, in sports. There. I think because, <laughs> and it, it was like uh, over a hundred thousand people that day. Crazy. Yes. So uh, I, another thing to point out about that tour was that uh, they were joined by um, Hendrix. Uh, I think Hendrix is that this was Hendrix open for them. Uh, he he did not this tour. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, he was unavailable. All right. Uh, no, it was uh, Gary Puckett and the Union Gap, Herman's Hermit, and the Grassroots. And probably at that time, those were most of the uh, original members. Possibly. I think so. I think so. So I, hope, I think I hope Herman was there. I think some folks from the Grassroots actually backed the Monkees too. Were, were part of their sense. their band. That would make there. sense. Yes. So. And uh, you remember it as a. As a young teenager, you remember it being a great show. Yes, it was very cool. Again, horrible venue. I do remember that too as a teenager, mm-hmm. just because it's gigantic. But it was great to see uh, the monkeys. That's amazing. That's a good story. That's a good first concert. Uh, Mickey Dolan's still out there on the road today. He is. I think he just came through. Uh, um, 
Western Michigan. Uh, he played at a venue in Holland, Michigan. I did not uh, get, have a chance to attend that, though. He does a lot of shtick on the uh, on the stage now. Yeah. 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 Boom, boom. That kind of uh, thing. As he should. And the uh, audience is into it because they're all uh, of his age. I mean, if, and if you're a fan of the Monkey Show, there was a lot of that uh, Why not? in that, of course. Why not, Keith? Yes. Yes. All right. My first concert ever, 1979, Kiss Dynasty Tour. Uh, I always say this from what I read about the Dynasty Tour, the shows were uh, supposedly awful. Well, I don't remember that. I remember, uh, look at that, it's fucking Kiss. It's awesome. Fire, blood, all that stuff. So, the original lineup. Still the original lineup, right? Yeah. yeah original yeah, yeah. lineup, everyone. I thought it was great. Uh, the opening band, which is who I will feature for my first song, and everyone can guess what my second song will be. I already told you who the group is. Uh, the opening band was New England. New England, and I believe... Isn't that a part of the country? It is a part of the country. It's oh. much like when people name their band Boston or oh. Kansas or Chicago. New England had a minor hit with this song called Don't Ever Want to Lose Ya. You might, you might have heard this. Paul Stanley co-produced their debut album. I know Todd Rundgren produced the third album they released. Who, who sure. was better that night, New England or Kiss? Um, I mean, I, I, I probably didn't even pay much attention to New England, but they were the legit first band I ever saw play live. That would have been at the Pittsburgh Civic Arena, which held about 18,000, I think. Sold out show. And um, yeah, and probably New England was probably better. But I didn't know them. I just, I vaguely knew this song. I think Kiss is a great uh, badge of honor as your first, uh, you know, concert, of it, course. Uh, a lot of guys my age, it's their first concert. A lot of people say it's their first. You know, my kids, I've always thought that was a really important thing for them. Like, I got to guide you to go to your first concert and be pretty cool with it. So my oldest son, his is Paul McCartney. No, oh, you can't beat it. Uh, yeah. I was going to take the whole family until I saw the ticket prices, and then I well, okay, take take him so they can uh, and you proclaim had to that. Draw straws? Is that what happened? Uh, it, it, he was just the eldest, so he was uh, he he was the lucky one. So my middle uh, kid, who's a son, um, his was actually Greta Van Fleet. Uh, All right, recently. All so right. they're they're from Michigan. They're from Frankenmuth, Michigan. Um, famous for um, two things before Greta Van Fleet. Uh, chicken. There's a couple chicken restaurants there that are very um, famous, and then there's Bronner's Christmas World, right. which is a gigantic Christmas store that uh, sells Christmas goods all year long. Who doesn't like chicken and Christmas? I, that's it's a uh, tourist destination in Michigan. It, it is more exciting than that, folks. If I'm selling uh, <laughs> as a place to visit, uh, so. But his was Greta Van Fleet, and then my daughter, who's my youngest. Hers was Justin Bieber, so. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, here's a fun fact. My, uh, I don't want to say my last concert, because that would mean that I might never see one again, but my most recent concert was also Kiss. Well, there you go. At the yeah. Hollywood Bowl last uh, Friday. 
Not this, not this most, the week, not this past Friday, but the, eh, people don't know. They don't know what the date is right now. Yeah, but right. But yeah, anyway, because my most recent concert was Kiss. And w- better now or better back then? They were horrible. They were. <laughs> but the stage show. The stage I- show is amazing yes. right now. Yeah. Gene was about seven or eight. Uh, Tommy and Eric are, were, were fantastic. They were a 10. Paul was about a two. He really? was god awful. The stage patter was horrendous and his voice was shot during the stage patter. So you can imagine when he sang, it wasn't great. And I did detect either backing tracks or they were pulling him way down in the mix sometimes. But here's how here's what the stage patter was like. Let me see if I can do it. I'm going to try to do my Paul Stanley impression and then what like with a frog in my throat and croaky and he's just like let me tell you some people. Look, Hollywood. No, he wouldn't say Hollywood. He kept saying Los Angeles. And my friend Mike Schmidt, friend of the show, also said, why didn't he just say Hollywood? Why would he? He must have said Los Angeles 30 times. Let me tell you some Los Angeles. We're here. We're giving it all tonight. They weren't. They, he was not. I mean, he maybe was giving it. A maybe job. he's given all his today version. They literally need to take three days off between shows. Do you think that's your last time seeing Kiss? Oh, it's definitely my last time. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? No. If 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 well, they're not going to come to Los Angeles again. Are you supposedly. sure? Are you sure? Um, and I didn't pay for this. It was free. I'll go see anyone for free. But I will say that I saw them in July at the O2 Arena in London, and they were fantastic. And we were right, we had great seats, and we were right next to a gigantic screen. And when Paul was on the screen singing, we were watching him like a hawk, and it appeared to be him singing live. So I don't know what's happened in the past few months, but he's really, it was really, really bad. Like the guy I took had never seen them. So he told me it was one. That's one. He told me it was one of the top five concerts he's ever seen. Wow! Because he's never seen them. But he also admitted that Paul did not sound good. But it's in the tops for the theatrics, right? I mean, for the show, for yeah. the stage show, right? 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 I did see them. I think for the first time, and probably my last time. Maybe in 2019, they came through Grand Rapids and played the Van Andel Arena. All right. Yes. All right, let's move on. By the way, I want to uh, mention uh, your first group was the Monkees. Friend of the show, Mickey Dolans, has been on the show. Please seek out that episode and give it a listen. Okay, next up. Okay, so my next concert, as I said, this would be my first one without my parents. All right. This was in uh, April of 1989, and it was Living Color in Ann Arbor, Michigan, at the Michigan Theater. With friend of the show, Vernon Reed? Yeah, yeah, Vernon Reed was there, yep. Cool. And Corey Glover. All right. Yeah. Corey Glover came out during the show, like through the crowd and ran right by us, high five does. Well, I don't know if I got a high five, but I think uh Was he wearing of, that spandex stuff oh, at that time? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He I was, don't know how he ran in that. So no. it's kind of hard. Yeah. A lot of chafing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh and what song are we gonna hear? So uh we are going to hear uh open letter to a landlord from the uh oh, you know, by the way, part of the rules, sorry, we didn't point this out, but part Uh-oh. of the rules was um all of these songs that I chose, I'm not sure if you you did this, Pat. Okay. But they were all from uh, el- the like albums they were touring. Yes, I did do so, that. Okay, okay. So, but the Monkees didn't have an album that they uh, toured on yet in uh, in 1986. So that one, uh, throw that one out. But th- for the the rest of the show here, 
they're all from albums that they were touring on. So okay, excellent. Living Color was their debut album, uh, Vivid, of course. And were they the headliners? They were the headliners. That's pretty great. Yeah. Here we go. Open letter to a landlord. song it is a great song you you of course uh, heard uh, vernon's uh guitar work there at the beginning so absolutely yeah you know i could i could have gone with cult of personality which is of course a great song and uh their their biggest hit of a song uh but that's you know open letter to a landlord is a song that i really really like from that album you're better than that though keith you don't want to you don't want to pick the obvious I, choice I no not all, sometimes sometimes i will well, sometimes with, in, in this, with the rules that we have in place, sometimes you just, there was only one choice. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely not going to pick the obvious choice, Keith. Uh, everybody enjoy Kiss. Tonight, I want to give it all to you. This is what we call a deep cut, I believe. In the darkness. I think my Kiss ticket was $9.50. That's, uh... I'm not sure you can get a beer for that today. I you know, can't. Not at the concert. I think a shirt was like 15. Tour book was probably 12. You know, I, I was at a fest recently and Bruno Mars. I got to let the hook go on there for a second. But Bruno Mars was charging like $50, I think, for a t shirt. So, yeah, that's just ridiculous. a t shirt that says his name on it. So, let me see if I can pull it back to the show with this song. I can. Co-written by friend of the show Desmond Child. There you go. There you go. I'm going to try to do. You have that a pretty big uh, family tree for uh, friends of the show. So I my my yeah my friend of the show family tree is getting bigger and bigger. Tomorrow I'm interviewing Stuart Copeland. Oh, very nice. Back to the show, Stuart Copeland via Zoom this time, but he was supposed to do it Wednesday. Tomorrow's Tuesday, so uh, I agreed to do it tomorrow. I'm not prepared. Do, does I'm he not, not ready? Does he not come to the valley? He won't come to the not like Fee uh, Wable. So, yeah, I didn't yeah. even. I don't even ask anymore. I, I understand after that uh, four or five traffic uh, this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, so, I know. Yes, it's not great. Yes, um, I have not prepared because I thought I was doing it Wednesday, but now I'm doing it tomorrow. So I will wake up at six a.m. and prepare for a couple hours before the nine a.m. Uh, Zoom record. Wow. Yeah. And uh, that's what I've been doing lately. Um, I don't know if anyone can tell or not. I hope I sound prepared. You um, should read uh, his brother Miles Copeland's uh, book. Oh, it's a good one? Yeah, it's a good one. So, his, yeah, it's interesting. Miles has passed, hasn't he? Is he deceased? No, no. Are you sure? Uh, I don't think so. It's a fairly new book that he, he wrote. Okay. I hope he's not passed. I'm looking it up. Well, this is part of your research for uh, tomorrow. So if he is dead, I go, so your brother died. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he's alive. He's alive. Se- 79, 79 years old. old. Yeah. 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 
Miles Axe Copeland the third. You, you got to ask a lot about their their uh, his father. You know, his father was uh, a CIA agent. Wow. Yeah. Uh, did a lot in the uh, Middle East. I think I'm going to keep it to music. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. But then you could show that you did your uh, research. So He's promoting the re-release of the Clark uh, Kent album. Oh, yes. So... Re-releasing again. It just came out on Record Store Day last. This yeah, now it's coming, coming to out. CD with a bonus disc of outtakes and demos and stuff. Okay. So they told me they're going to send me vinyl to give away. So if uh, Patreon people look forward to that. All right. This next band we're going to listen to. Uh, they recently released a new album. They they did, and actually on my drive on the four hundred five, I was listening to your latest episode, which was uh, track by track of it. Of so, Hackney Diamonds. Yes. Now, had you heard the album prior to that? Yeah, I've listened to it a couple times. So it's strong. It's very strong. It's a strong album. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, um, so this was the Rolling Stones. They were also at the horrible uh, venue, the Pontiac Silverdome. <laughs> okay. And for this one... Was their stage bigger than the monkeys? Slightly. Okay. Slightly. Uh, we were in the third deck. Uh, we were very far away. And, you know, in 1989, they, uh, the, the technology for screens was not quite uh, there. I, th- I think I recall today. they had it, but it wasn't really uh, very Im- impressive. So. so do you even feel like you've, you saw them? I, I was in the building. I heard them. Yeah. I saw them, but they were very distant. So Do you take... Uh... I take field glasses, like yeah. a big honking pair. Yeah, I don't, we didn't, we didn't. So we should have, yeah. And every time I do, people will make fun of me until we get there. And they're like, can I see this? Well, now though, I feel when you go to those big shows, going back to like talking about SoFi, I mean, the the video screens that they have now, and they can even bring them in as part of the, the set, yeah. even if the venue doesn't have it. Uh, yeah. they, and so these days, any seat, is is good enough you can sort of see the screen and yeah. see it i'm a little bit of a concert snob now though that i really um try to get good seats to a show so yeah i saw the stones at the sofi on the last tour and the screens were massive like massive yeah the biggest screens i've ever seen i would imagine so yeah, yeah. So. I, I um i hope i think you were saying you think they're going to tour for this album i, uh, I, I hope I, don't know why they wouldn't yeah go ahead i hope they do because i really would like to go see them again so another time i would love them to come to like mid-sized venues though like the staples center or the forum and you know play play three nights you know i think isn't uh, it easier to travel 10 nights at those venues i I mean isn't it easier to travel when you're at that age if you know you're gonna um, we're gonna be here for 10 days that's uh didn't I think Harry Styles did that recently yeah, yeah. where and he, he's young yeah yeah but it's smart and people these days will travel for a show so um I think I think that would be very smart and uh, I would definitely try to be there so sort of like you two at the sphere right now yeah you know with a residency like that yeah so oh and by the way when people I just saw an ad for Rick Springfield doing it and it said Rick Springfield La- um, Las Vegas residency two days he's there two days that's not a residency. Well, what do you, what do you, what's a residency for you? At least a week. I think a week. I I would agree with that. Yes. So. I don't even say two weeks. Two days is not a residency. No, that, that's, You're doing two shows. Yeah. That's a weekend of shows. Yeah. That's, so. that's, please, with the residency, stop overusing. I do want to point out uh, two other facts about this show. The opener, 
is the band that we just heard was Live, Living Color was, was the opener for that show. And I have pointed out multiple times that the Pontiac Silverdome is a horrible concert venue. I've heard that. It is now an Amazon warehouse. So uh, okay. they demolished it uh, a few years back, and now it's an Amazon warehouse. The, uh, funny story about the they, the demolition. They were doing it on a Sunday. I think it was a Saturday or a Sunday. They had announced it. People went to watch it mm-hmm. you know, from a distance. And uh, this made national news, so uh, many of your listeners probably remember this. But uh, the demolition didn't work. The explosives went off. But the building did not fall down. That strong of a building. Yes. They know how to build things yeah. in Detroit. Or the folks that did the demolition didn't quite know what they were doing. I think it might be that. All right. So, All right. so then, they, of course, they still had to take the building down. But then they didn't want to have a crowd there again. So they uh-huh. didn't tell people that uh, they, when they were going to do it. And they actually did it then, I think it was the following like Monday or Tuesday, maybe at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So my company has an office that I don't work out of, but that is about a mile north of it. And uh, she so thought we, aliens were attacking. Yeah, they, that, that, so we actually uh, there was just uh, one uh, person there that day, and she freaked out. She didn't know what because again, they yeah. hadn't announced it, so didn't know what was happening there. It's so ridiculous to do something like they, that to people. They got it right though, and they, they took it down. So it it actually came down that second try. But appropriate that it's a, a, a Amazon warehouse, the uh, Amazonification of uh, of America. So <laughs> well, now look, Amazon probably delivers many of the toys that you're handling. They do, and actually, I worked for Amazon uh, 20 years ago uh, in Seattle. So all right, yes, all right, yes. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. All right, and you picked from the Steel Wheels Tour, which was a gigantic tour, it was. You picked Mixed Emotions. I, I did. Love this song. Amazing song. It's a great song. That it's a great album, actually. I, it is a great I, album. I, I think uh, you know everybody is talking about Hackney Diamonds and how great it is, which it it is. But I think it's sort of getting forgotten in there that Steel Wheels was a really uh, strong album there for them. Yeah, I mean Steel Wheels is strong. I I always tout Voodoo Lounge and then this Hackney Diamonds, but um, I used to not care for um, Bridges to Babylon, but I've come around on that album too. So. They're they're doing and I and I love the a bigger bang. It has a few too many songs, but I love so much of it. So I mean, I guess they've been uh, 
doing well. It's incredible at 80 years old that uh, they're putting out an album like Hackney Diamonds. Yeah, and they sound that good. Yes. It is amazing. All right, 1981, I got to see my favorite band of all time on the All Shook Up tour. That band is Cheap Trick, but they were not the first band to hit the stage. First band to hit the stage was UFO, touring behind an album called The Wild, The Willing, and The Innocent, and I checked it out, and this song was in the set list that night. This is UFO with Making Moves. Buyer beware, I just purchased a CD on Amazon called something like UFO Live in Chicago. It was released on Cleopatra Records. They said it was digitally remastered. It's from this tour, so I had to have it, and it sounds atrocious. Well, there you go. So I'm sending that back. Do you ever ever go, you're on Discogs? Uh, I don't go on Discogs. So Discogs is a great place to go because all of the... uh, audio files or you know p- people mm-hmm. that are really take it very serious yeah oh they will put in the notes there on the release if uh you know it's a bad recording or you know it's a it's a great place to go uh to look up to see if it's worth uh purchasing so yeah well cleopatra records has just released a bunch of these ufo live albums and i i have to assume they all probably sound the quality of this They've like the uh, the album cover art is really cool and everything's you know got the logo everything's neat but man it's unlistenable. They may be banking on I think probably the the folks that are going to buy that are going to buy it day and date right when it comes out get really excited so you pre order it yeah and then they've sold them all so yeah yeah it it really sucks. All right, your next concert ah oh, what a disappointing one I'm sure was really a horrible, horrible evening. So, uh, no, that that would be none other than Paul McCartney, Sir Paul McCartney. I don't think he was Sir yet then. No. I'm not sure if he had been knighted. But, uh, Paul I think Ma- he was little, little Paul McCartney. Yes, uh, Paul McCartney. And now you're going to see a trend of most of my shows that uh, the next shows were at a, uh, a new venue about maybe four or five miles north of the Pontiac Silverdome, and that was the Palace of Auburn Hills. It was a arena bought or uh, built for the uh, Detroit Pistons, okay. along with hosting concerts. And now, it was a fabulous concert venue. It won many, many, many awards for being one of the top concert venues in the country. Uh, it was most recently demolished a few years ago, though, because uh, they built a new arena in downtown Detroit, the Little Caesars Arena. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, yeah, you get your pizza, pizza there. Yeah, so. and you see a show, show. Yes, exactly. So, uh, but it it is a it was a fantastic uh, venue, and Sir Paul or or uh, Little Paul uh, McCartney that night <laughs> was uh, was great, and uh, you, I think this tour there's the trip in the live fantastic. Uh, double or triple album i think uh that's out and i think that's from this uh this tour the album though he was touring behind was the uh, flowers in the dirt and uh he played a, i looked at the set list and this wasn't part of the rules it didn't have to be something played that sure night. that's it. Yeah, true but i i looked at the set list to try to 
figure out maybe a song to include that was from that album. I, it's it's not one of my favorites. It's not something I go listen to uh, very often, but uh, I chose the song Figure of Eight from Flowers in the Dirt. Now, the only version I have in my iTunes, even though I know I own the Flowers in the Dirt um, remastered CD, I have the Figures of Eight. It's the 12-inch Bob Clear Mountain mix. Hmm. So let's... Let's see what Let's this is see like. what it sounds like. All My right. cue won't work for that one either, then, Pro- probably. Probably not. like the song I, I do like it as well it was released as a single from it so how's that mix sound i think it sounded fine I, I don't even know who sent me these i don't even know where i don't know where this came from but it's what i had so hopefully all the other cues i'm sure they're work i'm sh- it's fine this sh- this show is already a train wreck pat so it is. you know it, people it, have stopped listening it can keep along. derailing i don't know you know people so. stop listening when we were talking about the the bathrooms in the suite that's right they were disappointed that there were no lines there. So. They were disappointed that we weren't talking about sweet. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play a Cheap Trick song now from the album All Shook Up, which was the album they were touring with. They played eight or nine songs of the 10 that night, which I thought was ballsy. But at the same time, I loved this album at the time, so I didn't care. So when they play, let's say they played nine out of 10 songs. Mm-hmm. What about that 10th song? How do you think that 10th song feels? <laughs> Is it really that much of a uh, a dud that they don't play it? You would, If you look at the album or have heard that album, you would think that the song they didn't play is the song that closes out the album, which is Who to King. But they did play that one and they brought out two other drum sets and it was the Bunny Carlos drum choir. So I don't know what one they didn't play. Maybe it's because, uh, maybe it's a tough one to play live sometimes. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But they did play this one. Uh, This is a a song with a long song title. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine words in the title. This song is, I love you, honey, but I hate your friends. Produced by George Martin. George Martin did a great job with Cheap Trick. I mean, I think they were counting on I mean, did, something different. Did George Martin ever really do a good job? I mean, he he has Giles out there having to fix all his work these days, right? <laughs> yeah, the son has to come in and clean up dad's mistakes. Just kidding. Don't turn don't tune out now if you're still listening. I'm joking. Or just, so. you know, send your hate emails to uh Keith Jacobson. Just ask me and I'll give you his email address. Sure, sure. All right, coming up next, I saw this tour also. Yeah, so uh, an, another show at the Palace of Auburn Hills, uh, that would be none other than uh, Billy Joel. 
and he was touring on the uh, Stormfront album. And I saw this show at the aforementioned Rosemont Horizon because I was living in Chicago at the time. Okay. Uh, I will point out about this show, the one thing I recall was that um, Motor City legend Bob Seeger came out at one point, um, and uh, they uh, they performed uh, together. So I uh, think that Bob may have forgotten the lyrics. This is what I sort of recall to Old Time Rock and Roll. That's what they played. So I, right. I don't know. Maybe I just thought that, but I, I think that's the case. You think so he did? I think he did. Well, yes. I mean... The guys are going to forget. That's why they have a prompter they, in the floor now. Yeah, everybody has a prompter out there now. So. I know. I hate when I see it. Yeah. Do you, are they really using it, or is it their uh, just it's in a case? Cr- it's a crutch, a crutch. just yeah. in case. You know who I did see use it, who I think probably needs it at this point, but he was fantastic, was uh, Willie Nelson at, uh, I think he was 89 years old then, okay. most recently. I think he just turned 90. I think they did a big uh, celebration for him, maybe at the Hollywood Bowl here. But uh, yeah, 89 years old. He was uh, fantastic, but needed that teleprompter. All right. It, it look, it's looking to me like the, like you have like five songs in a row from 89. So this is a big concert year for Th- you. This was, so I would have been, uh, so let's see, I graduated high school in 1991. So I was probably a junior in high school. Yeah. So I was really kind of getting into that uh, rock scene. So Detroit, Rock City, of course, uh, had some great radio stations uh, back then. Uh, they had uh, the Riff 101.1. The Riff. Yeah, Riff. Uh, um, riff riff FM. Rocks. Uh, that's the one, if you've ever heard of, uh, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Arthur uh, Pentala was uh, the afternoon DJ there. And he. Do not know that name. I'm sorry. He was very famous for saying, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do a horrible apologies to anybody that knows Arthur Pentala or his uh, family there. So, But he would always say, in a very deep DJ voice, baby. So that was, he was. That <laughs> did was, he coin yeah. that phrase? Yeah, I think he did. If I so. say the word baby, do I owe him money? You do owe him residuals on oh my that. I, I think Arthur moved to uh, uh, Maui, actually. So he, they every year, too, they would do uh, Maui time and they would give away uh, a trip to Maui with, you would go with Arthur. Wow. There. I never won that trip. So unfortunately, but uh, yes. Uh, so. Uh, the, the song that I chose from Stormfront is uh, I Go to Extremes. Coming up on Riff FM, a, Billy Joel, Stormfront. Right. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention the other two rock stations, 98.7 WLLZ Wheels FM, of course, right. in the Motor City. And then we had a classic rock station, 94.7 WCSX. So, All right. Yes. Yeah. So there was a lot of rock radio in Detroit. Did they call that station The Sex? They didn't, no. No, okay. they should have. That mark they missed a, a definite uh, marketing initiative. Tune into so. the sex tomorrow. We also would uh, we could pick up radio from uh, Windsor, uh, Canada. Oh, all right. Yeah, so it's right across. So you get the some Detroit Canadian River. content. So get some some Canadian, CanCon. Yeah, you have CanCon there. So uh, that was good too. There were a couple good stations out of Canada. The one in particular was 89X, and they were more like alternative. So, uh, yes. So it was great, great radio uh, city there. So, all right, Billy Joel, I go to extremes. Great song. Call me a joker. Call me a
Friend of the show, Liberty DeVito on drums on that track. Friend of the show. Another part of that family tree, right? Yep, another yeah. part. Yeah. I'm going to keep naming them. I heard Billy announced his last show, I think, at Madison Square Garden recently. Yes, So, yes. yeah, yeah, which is, uh, I'm sure that would be an amazing uh, show to go to. So, I actually just went to my first uh, ever concert at Madison Square Garden uh, just um, uh, back in October. So, uh, like a month see? ago. Stevie Nicks. All right, how was she? She was fantastic. Did she so, play all her babies? She played all her babies. And- she, un- I was actually in New York City for Toy Fair, and uh, this nerd. is yeah, nerd. So this is a thing I have to go to. Uh, but uh, oh, you hated it. I, I do. Um, actually, Toy Fair pre-pandemic used to be held in February in New York City, and I hated it. It was terrible to go there. Freezing. So cold and just snow sometimes. So. October, end of September, early October was a fantastic time in New York City. And we were staying like a block away from Madison Square Garden. Perfect. And uh, so that was on a Sunday night. I'd gone to dinner with some colleagues, finished early, and I thought, you know, what's going on in Madison Square Garden tonight? So you had no idea she was there. I didn't know she was there. So I looked, and then Stevie Nicks was there, and I was able to get a ticket for $80 and walked over. And basically got there. There was an opener. Missed the opener, but uh, got to see Stevie, and she was great. That is the night. I don't know if you saw in the news. She uh, has a Barbie. So Mattel has come oh, out yeah. with the Stevie yes, Nicks yes, Barbie. Yes. So she <laughs> she unveiled it on stage. That's a toy. It's all coming together. Yeah, yes, and uh, she uh, spoke in Barbie voice, which was this like high pitched voice. It was uh, actually a little bit uncomfortable. I thought yeah, for I her. Bet. So, but I uh, bet. but it's cool. It's it's. Uh, it's done in like rumors era, you know, Stevie. Yeah, black. Uh, yeah it's uh, very cool. I think it's sold out, actually. I think I saw. So. so you got to see friend of the show, Wadi Wachtel, on that stage yes, that night. Yes, yes. He was up there. So All right. Yeah. My next song is, and I rem- I don't remember this band having an opener. And if they did, it was no one of note that I would even remember. But I did see Van Halen in 1981 on the Fair Warning Tour at the Pittsburgh Civic Arena. Uh, I guess I can say friend of the show Wolfgang Van Halen because he was technically in Van Halen for many years. He was? He was. He was? Wolfgang Van Halen. Yes. Yeah, he yes. was in Van Halen. Okay. He's on He's on the... Um, are you uh, screwing with me? No. No, no, I'm not. No, he no. was... <laughs> He's on the last album. Uh, he was. Yeah, what's yeah. it called? A different kind of truth. Yeah, and I, he was on the tours. I kind of checked out on later Van Halen. So All right, that I'm, last album's not bad though. I'm very much uh, a Dave David Lee Roth. Uh, well, you're era. gonna love this. Thing. Yeah, okay. and and they were fantastic. This was the best time I've ever seen them because I saw them three years later on 1984, and they were not as good as this. But this is Sinner Swing. All right, you sinner. Sounds good in the headphones right now. It does, it does, for sure. Nice background vocals, the drums sound fat. Is that a term? Thick? I don't know. Dave sounds good. All good. All good. They on sound Sinner all Swing. good. All good. All those terms sound good. So, yeah. 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 All, all terrific. 
All right, coming up on. All right, I think I saw th- I saw this uh, this guy in concert during this tour too. I believe. Yes. Yeah, so uh, that would be uh, Don Henley. Uh, you may know him from the Eagles. So whoa, whoa, whoa. you mean Eagles? E- Eagles. Oh, sorry. You're right. There is no the. No, there's yeah, no I know. the. I know. That might be a tribute band to Eagles. You're, you're right. But no, it's no just Eagles. The, sorry, yeah. he's from. He's the drummer in Eagles. Yes. Yes, I yeah. got it right there. Sorry. Yes. So. Um, the, uh, he was touring on the, um, I think it's a Grammy award winning album. I think it's a great album. Yeah. The end of the innocence of course. So, um, is a fantastic show. I actually, so in my sort of first, um, dozen shows, I actually saw Don Henley twice. Uh, so, you know, I guess I really liked that album a lot because I, I saw him, in April of 1990, and then in uh, June of uh, 1991, the next year. So uh, he was great. I do recall this was when he was very much into the Walden Woods. So it's a lot of talk about a lot Walden of talk Woods. about that. Donate mm-hmm. out front. We have yes. uh, some tables set up. Yes. So uh, and I couldn't even tell you what it is. I, it's some woods. It's some woods. I think that he's they trying want to save. protected. Yes, and that's nice. I, I hopefully he was successful. So I think so. I hope so. I think so. Yeah, but. Uh, it was uh, was a really uh, great show, and uh, I chose the title track. I'm a big fan of Bruce Hornsby, and uh, this uh, this al- this song, sorry, was uh, co-written, I think, and features the uh, piano work of uh, Bruce Hornsby. It sounds so. Hornsby esque. Yes, yes. And I saw this show at the UIC Pavilion in Chicago. Oh yeah, so I've been there before. Yeah. So. Here we go. It's weird, that, like guitarists have a tone, but Bruce Hornsby's piano has a tone. It does, all his sure. own, for sure. Uh, these Don Henley solo albums, you uh, you pick up the liner notes to those things. Everyone's playing on these albums. They are, and I just wanted to double check that I was uh, correct. In uh, it did win a Grammy uh, for um, best male rock vocal performance in 1989. So Very good. Also won the uh, MTV Video Award for the same best male rock video. I guess it was. For All that. right. So yeah. Very nice. Yes, and that was the lead single from that album, of course. Uh, okay, moving on to, I saw Loverboy a couple of times, uh, you know, in their heyday. Were they working for the weekend? They were working for the weekend. You bet they All were. Right. I saw Get Lucky, uh, the Get Lucky tour in 1982, I believe. It came to the Johnstown War Memorial, which is a pit. 
It's uh, not great. Sounds good. It's just the, the whole thing is just like dingy. It's not great. Is it an Amazon warehouse now? I don't know. It could be. I, or I, it might still be there, actually. Johnstown War Memorial. But before Loverboy hit the stage to work for the weekend, this guy and his band hit the stage and they were working for a living. Huey Lewis. Sunday morning ever and Sunday pass on by. I'll be working here forever, at least until I die. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. I'm supposed to get a raise next week, you know that when I won't. Working for a living. Now, I make fun of Huey Lewis on the show a lot. I am not a fan of sports and four with those novelty songs, top to bottom. Picture this for me as his best album. And that night, they killed it. Like, they were so good. I was wondering if Loverboy could follow them. Uh, but they did. They were Loverboy was great that night. But Huey Lewis was really, really good. Isn't that something when the opener passes the uh, the headliner? Yeah, yeah. It's, it happens. It's and amazing. then amazing. You know, yeah. I, I think uh, you know. Um, I most recently saw. I don't know if you, you you may not be familiar with the the opener, but uh, so I saw the Black Pumas. Okay. Do you know the Black Pumas? I've heard the name. Yes. Okay. So, uh, but they had a uh, a guy from Chicago, Neil Francis. Okay. Well, my brother. Up. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, open up for him, and he blew him. He and his stage blew them off the stage. I mean, Black Pumas were great. Don't get me wrong, but the, Neil Francis was amazing. That's so, yeah. that's wild. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's one of those things, and then you go, does that headliner go? maybe we're going to change our opener here for the rest of the here. tour, I think. So, yeah, I think it happens. Well, when UFO opened for Cheap Trick, I did not know UFO at all. And when they hit the stage, I was just like, well, what the fuck is this? This is something else. So I get it. I get uh, when I see things like that happen. Um, okay, I saw this. Okay. Talk about this next band. So this uh, next band... Um, they're done, right? Yeah, I, th I think so. I think this, so. This 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 farewell tour is not going to reconvene. I don't believe. I, you know, I I think so. We'll see. Maybe because I think you know they sold all those tickets. So I know. you know, I'm sure they don't but really want to. We might refund get fun that. We might that. get a we might get a Paul Stanley uh, performance every night from. Mr. Steven Tyler. Yeah. So, uh, yep. So this was Aerosmith we're talking about. This was also at the Palace of Auburn Hills. Mm -hmm. And they were touring on the uh, Pump album. Peak Comeback Aerosmith. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was strong. Very strong uh, album there. So um, I don't remember that much about this show, though. That's one of those things I just kind of, I don't know. I don't, I don't, uh, don't remember any fun facts about that night. So uh, they played a lot of Pump. Because I, I kind of went through, and I think they did play a, a decent amount. They played twenty songs that uh, that right. night. So that's a solid. That's twenties. Yeah. Twenties a nice number. It, it is. Yeah. So, uh, and it was May of nineteen ninety. I don't know when Pump came out. I feel like it was pretty fresh. Eighty nine. Uh, it came out. Okay. Okay. So uh, shortly after that. So yeah. But uh, you know, I, it, it was enjoyable. That's the only time that I've seen uh, Aerosmith uh, in concert. So. Um, 
the song that I chose was a song they played that night. Deep and, cut. And that's, yep, Monkey on My Back. I'm disappointed, Keith, because I thought we were going to have a title fight. Oh. I thought we were going to have a title fight, but then the song I looked up is Monkey on Your Back. Wow, very close, very close. Let's hear it anyway. This is Auto Nova from 1983. Would have sounded better as monkey on my back so, yeah, yeah he blew pro- it probably yeah i like he, the little the uh computer uh voice the there so, monkey. Yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah, cool yeah. i like it that's a good song so let me tell you about the first time i saw aerosmith was on the pump tour at a place called the world music theater in tinley park illinois it's that's, still there it's still that's, there yeah. yeah and um black crow's opening up they were touring with uh shake your money maker um, I, I went with my friend's brother who's notoriously late and he was late that he picked me up late. We were late getting there. I think we heard one Black Crow song and then the rain started. And so by the time Aerosmith came out, we were not under the covered section. We were in the lawn. It was pouring down rain. So literally, I I bet three songs max and we just both looked at each other and said forget it isn't it horrible when you go to outdoor venues are great when it's beautiful weather but in the rain it's just terrible so and i lived downtown chicago at that time and getting down to tinley park world music theater was not easy and getting back wasn't easy and then to have the whole evening like i don't at that point i didn't feel like i saw either one of those bands yeah you felt a little robbed yeah so. it wasn't until a couple years later then i saw aerosmith on the get a grip tour um that i saw them so so I, the black crows are going to be coming up as a uh, opener for another tour that uh, i saw around that same time it was not for aerosmith so, all right yeah so let me play uh, my next tune because i know i jumped in with that monkey that auto nova nonsense but I do. What is my next song? Oh, it's the Lover Boy. It's Lover Boy. I call him the Lover Boy. And uh, they did play this song that night. And this could be a title fight, but I'm not going to do it. But this is Jump by Lover Boy.
friend of the show, Mike Reno of Loverboy, lead vocalist. I was almost going to propose a three-way title fight there. With uh, with the Pointer Pointer Sisters. sisters? But then I realized they have in parentheses for your love. So Uh, I don't know if that qualifies. I would count it. That would be a battle royale. I would accept it. Okay. All right. And I still think Van Halen wins, though. I'm with you. I agree. I love love that song, Jump. I never, ever tire of it. I don't care if it's a pop tune a pop rock tune whatever good, you want to call good it good video for it too Great you know video. i was going to talk about uh, van halen um you talked about that uh in the 1984 tour just that they were uh, kind of blown out there right yeah so there's a video you can find on youtube a uh, short documentary that was done about uh, the fan on mtv who won a weekend with, oh okay uh, the lost weekend the lost yeah have yeah. you have you seen this documentary? no oh you you uh you'll have to i know you're you're gonna be busy uh preparing for your interview with Stuart, Stuart Copeland. Copeland yeah. uh, Do you think he'd be interested in talking about that? Maybe, because what would a lost weekend with the police be like? So probably quite different than the lost weekend. Did with that the, kid have a good time? He had a very good time. Uh, yeah, you should just watch it. It's really uh, it's really an entertaining uh, oh documentary God. that's done. It's out there on YouTube. Right. I don't I don't remember what it's called, but I'm sure, I'm sure if you Google lost weekend Van Halen, I'm it'll, sure I will find it'll it. come up. Yes. So, um, I do want to take this opportunity. I did bring you some. To thank some, me? Yes, thank you. Oh, oh okay. of course, thank you. But uh, <laughs> I brought you some gifts, so right. uh, so I, I do want to bring those out here. All right. Uh, we've lost how many of the listeners so far? So um, we're an hour and eighteen minutes in. So I'm going to assume seventy five percent. Okay, perfect. So they won't know these fabulous gifts that no, uh, no. you're getting. So uh, hang on, let me open my bag here. This will be compelling uh, podcasting. Maybe just maybe people just fast forward past the bullshit. Like to the last six minutes of the show, when we're when I'm ramming Patreon down their throat. So I I did look around your room. I just want to make sure you didn't have these in your, right. your collection. I but hope th- I, okay, this is from I'm a company excited. that we uh, do some work with here. They're called NECA. Okay. And uh, so I I have a uh, Angus Young oh, action figure God. there. Yes. I cannot believe this. Yes. Yep. Look at that. And then interchangeable heads. One yeah. of the heads is when he's rocking. Yes. Look, I can't tell you how much uh, this means to me. This is amazing. I mean, you don't even have to give me anything else, but please do. Well, it gets better. It gets better. It gets better? It gets, well, I don't know, better, but oh I mean, there's more. God. And there's more, Pat. So, This yes. is, uh, look, I just want to say something about the new Rolling Stone album again. To me, it is like when I heard ACDC's last album, Power Up. Like, I couldn't believe ACDC did that, and I couldn't believe that ro- the Rolling Stones have done Hackney Diamonds. But, and do you like that ACDC album, Power I, Up? I do, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I've spent as much time with it. Maybe I need to go revisit it. So, right. yes. Okay. Well, and then the, one, the head that's on the body has the horns. Yeah, that's the Highway, the to, highway hell to Hell version okay. of Angus okay. Young there, yes. This is going to be- In his schoolboy uniform. Yep. So. You know who's going to love this? My wife. Pilar? She's yeah. Oh. Does she know who Angus is? I, yeah, she'll okay. know. Okay. She will. So when there's more- oh my You've got a Bond Scott now, this, action figure. And this has like a fake autograph on it. Yeah, yes, that is not real. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird that they would put like, you know what I mean? I, I'm not sure why that is. This so, is, yeah. um, now look, the likenesses on these 
are incredible. Yeah. So they 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 are very uh, collectors. Uh, that's really a collector's action figure. So yeah. I yeah, mean, a lot they, of kids I mean, aren't playing with those. No. Uh, I mean, these will yeah. be listed on eBay tonight. Yeah. Oh, sure. Perfect. Alternate so. head and microphone. No. Now I don't. Um. I will take these out of the packaging and that, I will display these. That's fine. They will lose their value when you do that. But that's fine. They do. But that you should you should do that. That's yeah. how they really should be. I might put Angus on Bond's shoulders. You know what's interesting is so. Uh, Bond is, if you notice, it's just licensed Bond Scott. It's not Bond Scott ACDC. No, no, it's, it's just not. Bond Scott. But yeah. the same company. It's the same company, yeah. So his family gets all the money on this, and ACDC doesn't get a dime. Correct, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've made so much money since he passed that maybe they're okay with this. I They must be. So they must have signed off on it. So they're fantastic. They do some really great uh, collector's uh, action figures there. So I mean, normally when someone gives me a present, it's like a Hobbit, the Troll CD. Or something. I have that in my bag too. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, well, this, yeah, these yeah. are great. I I had two other things. Let me uh, get, get out of another uh, compartment here in my bag. Look, they they can't top this though. They're not going to. Okay. But but do you like card games? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. So these are some uh, from a company called Theory oh. Eleven, and they're like uh, really high quality playing cards. Okay, so, so these, so this isn't like a card game like Uno. No, these are just That's two a decks. Deck of cards. Yeah, these are two decks of playing cards. Correct. No, yes. I play. Uh, I'm playing poker with my uh, with my comedian buddies uh, this Wednesday. Yeah. Now they do not like playing with uh, jazzy cards like this. Well, I brought like a Spider Man set once, and they're like, "What are these? I'm not playing with these." They might like those though. So I mean, you got the Rolling Stones and the I Beatles. Mean, look. So. Uh, I'll throw them out there and see what they do, but they did not like uh, Doc Ock being a king. I know that. They didn't like that, and they didn't like uh, Aunt May being the queen. So, But maybe they'll like this. These are sweet. I can't... I, yeah, they're real ni- really nice cards in there. So That's yeah. excellent. Yes. Thank you so much, Keith. One, this is one, one last thing here, Pat. Wait, wait. These two were together. So when you said I have two more things for you, these two are together. Well, I mean that I meant two more things there, but I have one last you thing. You have one last it's, thing. It's, so it's actually five things total. Yes, but it's very low value here. This right. next thing is very low right. value. Is it your business card? It's a sticker oh. with a QR code. So All right. And if I if I zap that QR code, nothing. No, if you zap that QR code, you will be highly entertained. So Oh, is it is there is it nudity? No, no, no. It's p- perfectly clean. So All right. That's from a company called Sticker U. Now yes. what? Sticker me, Sticker U. I think you, if you if you want, I think you should take your uh, phone there. Could you know how to do a QR code? How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? I'm only almost ten. Turn years up old your. Uh, you. Can you turn up your sound? Maybe we can get it on the uh, on there. All right. I'm excited about this. Hold on now. I know how to take the picture. I do not know how to turn my sound up. So it's going to make sound is integral here. Okay, so it's going to make sound is what you're telling me. Yes. All right. I hope this works. I think it will. All right. It's taking me to YouTube. It's not just designed. Well, that's the ad. That's a commercial. Yeah. Sorry. We're not making money from this ad. No. I'm going to skip it. Yeah. I've just been rickrolled. You've been rickrolled by a sticker. That's amazing. Yes, yeah. It's a shame it doesn't go... It's a shame the ad happened. I know. That's YouTube. YouTube's got to make their bank from it. (laughs) 
All right. Yeah. So that's you, great. You, you've been rickrolled here. So. That's great. That's it. I don't have any more gifts for, for you. So what about the bag? Uh, is it just plastic? It's it's. Uh, or is it like fancy? Yeah. No. It's uh, it's my work bag. So I'm taking. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. All right. Fine. Well, thank Can you. Can you sell toys? Appreciate it. I don't know if I could. <laughs> I have toys. Here. I think. I think you could. You could. So. <laughs> All right. Well, this was. Uh, this was. Uh, what if I just end the show now? Okay. Let's move yeah. on. Yeah. I almost said, well, this was fantastic. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right. Uh, did I, yeah, I did Loverboy. And yeah. now we're back to you. Okay, so it's me. So we mentioned this guy earlier. Uh, he played on and wrote, co-wrote at the end of uh, The Innocence. Are you still a big fan of Bruce Hornsby? I am. Is I he, do, is he I still do. active? I think so, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think so. I have not seen him, I think, since I saw him back then. Okay. Uh, but... Um, this was uh, back in uh, August of 1990. Okay. He played at the Palace of Auburn Hills, and I do remember the ticket price was $9.87 because it was a promotion for the aforementioned uh, 98.7 WLLZ radio station. So it was one of those radio shows that they played. So um, Why are tickets so much now? I don't expect them to be $10. But why couldn't all tickets be seventy five to one twenty five? Because people are willing to pay it right now. Why, I think that, though? I think I we don't... need a like revolution where they just we refuse to pay it. Well, I I have to make it clear to people when I post uh, on you know on Facebook or Twitter or anywhere that I'm at a concert, one hundred percent I'm there for free because I cannot afford tickets. I can't. The last ticket I paid for was uh, Pilar and I, because we rarely go to a concert together. We went and saw Ricky Lee Jones at the Roxy, and I think those tickets were 100 bucks each. But the Roxy's tiny. It's like being in this room. It's so tiny. But, um, but yeah, I can't afford these tickets. Yeah, it's uh, gotten a little out of control. So I... Yeah. I uh you know, I do go to a lot of concerts and I unfortunately don't have all those connections that you have. So yeah. I do pay for my, uh, yeah, my and, it's, quite a bit. and it's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money. I have found though, that, um, if you're willing to wait, maybe not in this area, cause there's so many people here, but yeah. where I'm at in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, if you can wait till the day of a lot of times, uh, those ticket bots the ticket brokers yeah. you know they're starting to drop their pants on the ticket prices because yeah. they're worthless after the show starts right, right? so kind of like that guy you used to find outside the venue that was you know once the the uh, opener was on you know starts to drop that price so if you can chance it and if you're close to the venue i think you can get a decent ticket last minute most shows most shows so okay this will tie into what you're talking about right now and the stevie nicks show stevie nicks did her i think it was her 60th birthday show at the Wiltern Theater here in um, in Los Angeles. And I didn't know about that until like the night before. And it was announced special guests. So I'm thinking, you know, who's going to be there? Is Don Henley going to be there? Is it? So anyway, um, I went down to the venue that night, a couple hour, about an hour before the show, and I got a ticket for 40 bucks. And the Wiltern Theater, there's not a bad seat in there. And, you know, Mick Fleetwood was there and Lindsay was there and I forget who else. But, uh, so good. Just from the box office, you got that ticket. I, no, no. Somebody out on the street. Some guy out okay. on the street, okay. and I gave him 40 cash, and he handed me a paper ticket. Were you worried that ticket was going to work? Yes, I was. Yes. But at the same time, $40 didn't seem- It was worth the it, gamble. It wasn't like $100. Right. And I forget what my- I think my, I think my cap was like, seven, I think I said maybe 75 but really- 
I don't know if I would have spent seventy five. Forty was the price was perfect. You also, if you can wait till maybe that twenty four hours before the show, if you can take a peek at if it's Ticketmaster or that a lot of times they hold back some tickets for yeah. the artist or the and so right. they will release you know some tickets uh, just before the show. So that happened to me on Halloween night. Mm-hmm. I saw Billy Strings. Are you familiar with him at all? No, no. So he's a bluegrass. Uh, uh, player okay. he also plays some guitar huge with the jam band scene he's kind of one of these uh he's an artist that a lot of uh, the jam band scene of fans of fish and the grateful dead okay. that have kind of uh, glommed onto he's from a small town in michigan called muir it's right by lansing but uh he played a halloween show in uh, grand rapids at the van andel arena and it was wrestling themed and so the the he and the band and they had a bunch of guest stars from different bands all had uh, wrestling outfits on. All right. Played the whole show with, he was Hulk Hogan He and played the whole show with that. They actually had a ring in the front of the stage. This is a lot it, for it, an artist I've never heard of. Yeah, That's amazing. Very, yeah, well, he, but he plays, uh, and this was at the Van Andel Arena, which is a local like, hockey arena. So maybe it holds 10,000 folks, but he plays um, Red Rocks. He'll play Red Rocks. Wow. I and mean, he plays some big, uh, big venues. So he's big and, uh, that was quite possibly the longest show. Oh, my story first was I a day before I found a ticket. Uh, I saw the Halloween forecast. It was going to be very cold in Michigan. Yeah. Usually my wife and I uh, sit outside and hand out candy. We weren't going to do it. it was Fuck so those cold. kids yeah. this year. No, we just put the bowl out. I'm sure two kids took everything probably. Yeah, but absolutely. But so once I had the green light, then I bought a ticket. and The uh, green light and went, from the wife. From, from the wife, sure. yeah. And she had zero interest in, in going to that Does uh, she show. like to go to shows with you? Some, but not. The amount that I would like to and go to. And does she like so. the music you like? Uh, some, yes. Okay. Yeah, yes, right. yes. Um, our first date actually was a concert. So it was actually a Lenny Kravitz uh, concert in Kalamazoo, All right, Michigan. that's good. Yeah, yeah. So. Because the ladies want to look at Lenny. Yes. And yeah. he rocks. He, I've he seen did, him. He did rock for sure. So Twice I've seen him. The Billy Strings was the longest show I've ever been to. It started at 7.45 mm-hmm. in the evening. It went till twelve thirty in the morning. And you hung in for the whole thing? Mm, no. So that's so uh <laughs> it I would was, have been the I longest. was there with my neighbor. I noticed him looking at his watch at about eleven thirty. And I said, Hey, I just want you to know if you want to leave early, yeah, I will go. I we have seen a lot. It was fantastic. We have seen a lot. He's no, 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 we're gonna stay for the whole show. Okay. So <laughs> so then midnight rolls around, I see him looking at his watch again, he goes, I think we should get out of here. Yeah, so we, we left just after midnight and he played till about 1230. So wow, yeah, it's amazing. It was, and one break. I have one break in there for that. How so, old is Billy Strings? He's, I think, 30 years old. No, he's a young guy. He's a young guy. That so, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, so we were at Bruce Hornsby. We were at Bruce Hornsby, $9.87 yep. for a ticket. And then we went crazy with the ticket prices. We, we did, yes. Uh, so the album he was touring on was uh, Night on the Town. Mm-hmm. And the uh, song that I chose is the Across the River song. So, all right, here we go. Wow. 
downtown where she walks. It's a good tune. I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, it is a good tune. Fun fact about that song featuring the guitar work of Jerry Garcia. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. So um, that's from an album called Night on the Town. Yes. Rod Stewart has an album called A Night on the or Town. Sorry, no, the album, I th- uh, sorry. The album is called A Night on the Town. It is, well. just yes. like the Rod Stewart yes. album. Yes, yep. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right. So this will lead me to my next song. I did not see Rod Stewart on the A Night on the Town tour, but he was one of my first concerts, and I did see the... Oh, boy, do I have the song queued up here? Yeah, I did see the Tonight I'm Yours tour, and so everyone, please enjoy some Young Turks. And this was a great show. I mean, this did he, was... Did he kick a soccer ball Oh, my God, you? so many soccer yeah. balls. does sing Young Turks uh, in the song, but I love this song. I love a story song. It's a good song. Yeah. I've never seen Rod Stewart. He's so good. I've seen him three times. He was great every time. Um, I've had something, I just put eye drops in my eye. I've had something in my eye since Keith walked in. I'm sorry. I brought that. That was also a gift for you too, so. (laughs) It's just, I don't know what it is, and I I don't know if it's dirt. I don't know if it's a stick. I don't know what it is, but it... uh, it doesn't hurt. It's just annoying. You know what I mean? You, they can't hear that, Pat, on here. So I feel like maybe they, they feel the pain that maybe. you're in. Yes. Uh, uh, all right, we're going to go to a power trio from Texas right now. Yeah. So the next uh, the next show at the Palace of Auburn Hills uh, was uh, ZZ Top, and uh, they were on the Recycler tour. Who opened for them? That was the Black Crows that opened for oh. them. So was, we, we had great seats for this uh, this show. So. A something that uh, we found in uh, Detroit. So during this time, uh, the Detroit Pistons were on top of the NBA. They were very popular, and so they had opened up some stores inside these uh, inside some shopping malls okay. around Detroit called Great Stuff that sold Pistons gear. All right, but it also was a Ticketmaster outlet. And, and people didn't really realize that. So you could get good seats. So there. yeah, we could usually go there and line up and be, you know, one of the first few in line. So we had great seats for this on the floor, uh, you know, to see this show. So, and this is when ZZ Top had revamped their sound and it was a little more, what, uh, 
less um, organic. Yeah, it was uh, electronic. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, it was kind of. So but, still po- like polished. I guess. Yeah, polished. The, yes, but so. it was uh, it was big money making years for them with. It was. I mean, coming off of Eliminator was huge. I was a big fan of that. Of course, all the videos. And uh, they had something interesting that I recall on the stage was like a moving sidewalk almost that they were sort of playing guitar on that they were like walking on or something. And then they would like move a little bit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like a treadmill. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like a giant treadmill. That's the only time those guys have ever been on a treadmill. I think I'm remembering that right. So Black Crows, uh, they were fantastic. Yeah. and then, uh, you know, ZZ Top, they were showmen. They were great, too. So, so I do- it was Eliminator, Afterburner, and then this out. Recycler. Recycler, yeah. okay. Yes, yep. So, and uh, the the song that I chose was um, My uh, Head's in Mississippi. So All right, let's do it. Yeah. But my head's in Mississippi. But my head's in Mississippi The blues has got a hold of me I believe I'm getting dizzy Right, that sounds that's a, great. That's a great song. It's so. a great tune. Yeah. Did you see the uh, documentary about uh, ZZ Top? I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a really good. What was that called? Uh, uh, little, little band, best little band best from little, Texas yeah, or something. That was like a great that. documentary. Yeah. Documentary. Yeah. Do- yes. Is that a doc? doc-, doc- a yeah. rock glock. That sounds right. A rock glock. I think so. Uh, I think it won the Academy Award for best rock glock. <laughs> rock glock. <laughs> Uh, Patreon people go to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast to support the show. Um, here's how I do it folks. Today I learned that Dave Grohl's autobiography is coming out in a paperback edition with, uh, additional stuff in it. I don't know if he wrote a chapter about Taylor. I don't know what he has added to it, but as soon as I found that out, I contact my people and I said, I need three copies for giveaway. So boom, those are coming. So that's just one of the types of prizes that you can win here when you support the show through Patreon. $2 a month, patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. Back to the show. Well, I just want to point out, you 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 know, you know do really win. I am a Patreon supporter, and I have won uh, a few prizes, including Phil Collins' book. Good book. And then I won the uh, Ken Burns uh, uh, country documentary on Blu-ray. It was a huge prize. That was a huge so, prize. Yeah, it was a huge prize. Whenever so. they only send me one, it's usually because it's a huge prize. Yeah, it was a huge prize. So I'm very appreciative of of you and your efforts on the show, and uh, and I really enjoy it. So, no. but you too can win if you're a Patreon supporter. You can win, so. guys. Yes. It's not a joke. That's you right. can win. All right. Uh, I mentioned my last band I played was Loverboy. I saw them a few years after the uh, Get Lucky tour. I saw them on the uh, Keep It Up tour. And uh, they were not as good either. They were in a bigger venue there at the Pittsburgh Civic Arena. But they did have a really cool opening band that night. These guys are called Zebra. And this is Tell Me What You Want. I've been wasting my time. Oh, 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 oh. I am looking. 
Zebra is doing shows here in Southern California, all original members. I don't so. think I uh, know the band Zebra. So. Yeah, they have that song, and then the other song you would know, might know, is Who's Behind the Door. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Right, what's on your list? So uh, next, uh, a little bit of tie-in to your uh, interview you're doing uh, tomorrow, is a former bandmate of, mm-hmm. of his. Yep. And that would be the guy with one name, Sting. So, um, and Gordon Sumner. Yeah, that's right. Gordon Sumner. This show was actually at a venue that I think, uh, you and most of your listeners are probably familiar with. Uh, it was, uh, featured in the Kiss Alive, right? Kobo Kobo Hall. Hall. Yeah. Kobo Hall in downtown Detroit. Is that still around? No, they knocked it down. So, is that where Live Bullet was recorded? I think. I think it was actually All recorded right. there too. Right. I, there, I think there's quite a few uh, shows that were uh, recorded Why there. Why do they so. tear down these classic venues? Well, I mean, why do they just redo them? It's cl- well, that's the thing. They probably could do that, like the forum here, right? They yeah, they redid that. The right? fabulous forum, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I think they could, but then, you know, the um, what happens is so the um, the company that's behind, so it's. Uh, Little Caesars, the family that owns Little Caesars, mm-hmm. all, built this new arena. And of course, they're going to book all the big acts into Little Caesars right. Arena. So um, I think after that, they just there's not enough demand for some of these venues or to, to uh, redo them. Here in Los Angeles, I think you have enough, uh, you know, a, a population that you can have multiple venues like that. There are, it, yeah, so. and there's so many venues out yeah. here. The yes. Roxy, the Whiskey, the Palladium. There's just so many places to see shows out here. I think just in Detroit, there's just not the demand for yeah. that to have a, such a large uh, venue. So unfortunately, Cobo Hall is not there anymore. Uh, I saw Sting on the uh, Soul Cages uh, tour. His third solo album. Yes. Uh, I, I'm a big fan. I, I like that album even to this day. I think it's a, a strong It album. is a strong so album. I don't. I think there might be one or two songs I'm okay with, but the rest, it's a strong album. It didn't do as well. As the previous two. Yeah, I think it's, it was a little heady. It, isn't it about his father uh, passing away? I mean, probably. I don't think so. So I now I could be mistaken. Yeah, it's something. It's 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 uh, probably a little bit uh, concepty. I'm 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 right here. I've checked uh, Wikipedia, and uh, the Soul Cages is a concept album focused on the death of Sting's father. There you so, go. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So, um, so the the song that I chose uh, is the. Um, it was the second single, uh, or sorry, this is the first single. It's a great song. Yeah, yeah, it's the first single from it. Uh, all this time. Here we go.
I'd bury the old man. I'd bury him at sea. That's right. So um, one thing I do remember about uh, that show, I went with a bunch of ladies. So I was a senior in high school. Uh, so, I mean. You were trying to make it happen. I was. It didn't. The odds, it, how many ladies went with you? I think there were uh, like uh, four or five, like me and four or five ladies. You had like so. one, one in five shot to make this I, happen. I did, and it didn't It didn't work out. So, I mean, it was a great show. It, that worked out. Are you in the friend zone? I'm in the friend zone. Are you so. still friends with those ladies? I think so, yeah. I mean, not super close, but okay. yeah. Are yes. you allowed to have uh, friends that are women? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cautionary, I guess. Yes. So my wife will never listen to this episode. Okay. I I will tell her, hey, you know, uh, whatever. Because we are, we, in this house, we do. We have, my my wife will say, oh, I'm going out to to dinner with, uh, you know, Brian or Sam or, and I'll go, oh, I'm having lunch with Michelle. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's been like that though, since we met. Like when we met, I had a bunch of friends that were ladies and she had a bunch of friends that were guys. And I think- if we're being honest, I think I get along better with women and she might get along better with guys, so, which works for a marriage. I think um, so. I think if you have a strong marriage, you know it and you trust your your partner. Yeah, there's then, there's so. like never a thing. And it's always funny to me when people are like, what does Pilar think about you? Da, 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 da. And I say, well, I'm not did da, 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 da. I'm just having lunch or going to a concert. Right. Yes. So. I was not with my wife at this time, I should point out. I met her in college. Okay. So, yes. College sweethearts. Yes. So. But I just remember, uh, and I drove. I was the driver that night, of course. Right. So, so yes. those girls got wasted. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, uh, we, we were, we were, I think, seventeen and eighteen years old. Right. So, don't drink. Yeah. Don't drink and drive. We could actually. That was another bonus of growing up across the river from Canada. You go drink Once there. we turned nineteen, we could go over there. Do you so. need a passport to go over there, though? No. Back then, pre nine eleven, you could go with just your driver's license. All right. Yeah. Makes sense. So yes. Now. I will admit one of those times we were, um, you did have to go through customs still, you know, kind of go through the okay. t- the booth there. And uh, one time it was kind of taking a while and my friend, he uh, honked the horn, Uh-oh. you know, like, yeah, as we're waiting to go up. to, And, the, and so the, the uh, customs agent said, um, is there any reason, sir, that you honked your horn? He was very quick on, uh, on his feet there and said, that wasn't us, that was the car behind us. So oh, I'm pretty man. sure that car behind us got taken apart that evening they so. probably are yeah. still in prison <laughs> they may they may be so uh just something on sting everybody in case you didn't know three of sting's albums nothing like the sun the soul cages and 10 sumner's tales are all available in expanded editions but only digitally so go seek those out there's tons and tons of track between between those three albums there's 75 total songs including the original tracks and all the bonus tracks. That's a lot. So um, if you're a big Sting fan and didn't know about this, because it doesn't seem like he's they promote these digital-only expanded editions that much. But, I mean, and I wish they would release them you know, they must, physically. They but, put a lot of effort into them, right? I mean, right. You would think to release them. Why not just press the CDs? Yeah. I don't know why. All right, moving on. You just played a song by Sting. Okay, I saw Journey twice. And I, uh, I mean, I saw them many times, but I saw them twice with Steve Perry. I saw the Escape Tour and I saw the Frontiers Tour. So if you're going to see them, those are the those, tours. Those are the ones to see them. When I saw them on the Frontier, I mean, I'm sorry. When I saw them on the Escape Tour, I believe a band called uh, Point Blank opened. They had a song, something, My Nicole or something like that. So I'm not going to play a song from them. But uh, I am going to play... Uh, Live in Houston, 1981. So from the Escape Tour, I'm going to play a little bit of Stone in Love because the stage patter ramp up 
by Steve Perry on this song is to me very is ridiculous because no one really says some of the things he's saying. Like the phrases he's using sound so old timey to me. <laughs> and it's just it's how would just, it sound with Paul Stanley? Uh, Let uh, me tell you something, people. <laughs> the other night, Gene Simmons called me up. No, but but seriously, um, and that's how the story starts. Neil calls him up. Well, you know that he didn't call him up. It's just, it's just nuts. Here we go. Stone in love. Listen, now listen. I called Neil up the other day. I says, how you doing? He says, I've never felt so good. I said, the other night I talked to you, you were feeling down in the dumps. What's your secret? He says, I found me a lady and son right now. I am stone in love. All right. First of all, no one says I'm feeling down in the dumps. He said, and no one says to their friend, I'll tell you what, son, I found me a lady. No one says any of this. Do you think he did that every night of the tour? Yes. The same, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but this is a great song and it's great live. So let me play a little bit more. And what's great about this song is Neil is no longer down in the dumps. Cowbell right there. Can't go wrong with that cowbell. That's not on the studio. I don't think. It probably was on the original, but we need Peter Jackson with AI to pull it out. Wow. Now, folks, when you hear that, that's exactly the reason Steve Perry's not in the band. Because he can't do that now. And anyone who thinks he can, you're crazy. He can't do it. He doesn't want to go out there and disappoint you, like Paul Stanley did to me a week and a half ago. So just let Steve Perry be. Okay? I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I respect it. Yeah. He's making his money, though, right? I mean, from uh, he still does he still have a share of the band? He still gets a share yeah. of all the touring. Yeah. They signed that away he's stupidly. Fine. He's fine. But they did. He's fine. And if he wants to record a stupid Christmas album or something, just purchase that and be happy. All right. Moving on to, oh, here's a guy we've talked about. We've heard this voice already. Yeah. So, and I saw this tour. Okay. So this was an amazing triple bill. That I, I, Okay. The, yes. Now, hold on a second. Yeah. Because I saw this tour. Extreme was on this tour. They were. And was the other band, let me see if I can guess. Was it Cinderella? It was Cinderella. Okay, yeah. so yeah. they must have, because I saw them in Chicago at the World Music Theater in Tinley Park, so they were either at your venue and then mine or mine and then yours, but okay, back to back. Probably the case. All so, right, so this this uh, was uh, July 15th, uh, 1991. Mm-hmm. My birthday is July 16th, so on the eve of turning 18 years old, I was at this triple bill. Okay. At the uh, Pied Knob. That's the first mention of that venue. Yes. It's in Clarkston, Michigan. You may have heard of it. I've heard it's of Pied Knob. It's a big outdoor shed, very much like the World Music Theater. Yeah. And um, what was what was the outdoor shed in Hoffman Estates? What was that one called? God, I, uh, I'm so bummed. 
Yeah, I, I can't think of it. But yeah, it was like I, I saw Foreigner there. I saw shows there. So I used to work in Hoffman Estates for a number of years, and it was uh, at that same complex. I can't think of uh, what it's called, but it had been redeveloped, and it was uh, a lot of office space. I'm going to uh, see if I can there. find out what it is. Uh, yeah. This is very compelling uh, podcast. Well, you, uh, yeah. you just keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Poplar Creek Pop, Music that's Theater. It, Poplar Creek, yes. Poplar yes. Creek. Yes. So, uh, Pine Knob Music Theater. Uh, I've been to many, many, many shows there. Mm-hmm. It was unfortunately renamed years later to the DTE Music Energy Park. D- <laughs> DTE is Detroit Edison. That's the electric company right. in Detroit. Yes. So Thankfully, a few years back, they uh, named it Pine Knob again. Thank you. It was always Pine Knob to me, but. Why can't it say be like DTE presents uh, yeah. Pine Knob? But no one's going to call it. They're just going to still call They're it Pine call, Knob. It was it was still called Pine Knob. So yeah. I'm sure they got a boatload of money for it. But uh, always Pine Knob to me. So again, the Triple Bill Extreme opened up the night. That was when uh, I think More Than Words was kind of making yep. its way up yep. the charts at that point. Cinderella was on next. And then David Lee Roth was the headliner that night. So Touring in support of A Little Ain't Enough produced yeah. by Bob Rock. I like this album a lot i think it's a really great album i think it's good um i really like skyscraper so i've uh, come around on skyscraper a bit yeah yeah yeah, i i uh i really like skyscraper so uh i i enjoy this album it's good i don't go back to it and listen to it much but what i do remember of the evening was dave being carried around on like a giant microphone do you remember he he rode it like he wore a cowboy hat and rode it like uh like a like uh, like a horse yeah they I believe they carried him through the crowd on it. They if might I remember, have. I think so, if I'm remembering right. Here's so. what I remember about it. Um, ticket sales were very poor, and so they were offering $20 a carload. Really? Yep. For a lawn seat. So, was that? Yeah. Yeah. So, we were- But, but, because there were seats, we moved from the oh, lawn sure. down into a seat. Sure. We actually had seats, and I remember we were like- third row that's so amazing i went with my brother and his uh his friend so it was a, a great way to uh, on the eve of turning 18 so all right and you pick the title track a l- it's the album's called a little ain't enough but the song is called a little a lull. yes it's weird why isn't it a little ain't enough it's not i don't know it's a little ain't enough good song though Great lyric. Do you think? Do you think that uh, that worked for COVID? That photograph needle. <laughs> well, I mean, had vinyl made a, a big enough of a comeback at that point? That no, I were... think it was very much on the way out then. Yeah. So, yeah. Then the album after this is unlistenable, though. Filthy Little Mouth. Yeah, yes. Just and Nile Rodgers produced that. He uh, he had to uh, you know, he had some down years, I guess, on the uh, producer front, maybe. Huh? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. must have. Yeah. Let me see if I have another song. I do. All right. The second time I saw Journey, like I said, was on the Frontiers tour, and there was a guy from Canada touring with a little album called Cuts Like a Knife. His name was Brian Adams. I've heard of him. The song I'm going to play is not on Cuts Like a Knife. It's actually on his second album, I believe, called You Want It, You Got It. But I probably heard this song for the first time that night. And it's still my favorite Brian Adams song. 
It's called Lonely Nights. Here we go. Also, Brian Adams was so good that night. In my head, I thought, can Journey follow this guy? Because he was, got to be early 20s, running, covering every inch of the stage that he was allowed to use, singing his ass off. The band sounded great. They only let him play about 20 minutes? Uh, I don't know how long he played. I, I feel like he played a half hour at least. I mean, he crammed a lot into that half hour. And just to add to this, I did see Joan Jett open for Brian Adams at the Forum a few months ago, and Brian Adams uh, is was terrific, just killing it. And Joan Jett killed it too. They they both sound just like you want them to sound. I think I saw Joan Jett is touring next summer with Alanis Morissette. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a that is a great bill. I, so you're talking about that. So I saw Alanis Morissette uh, last year at the Bourbon and Beyond Festival in okay. Louisville, which is a by the way, fabulous uh, uh, festival. Best one going out there, I think. Okay. Alanis never stopped moving the whole time she was up on the Amazing. stage. It was it was incredible. I so. saw her at the Greek Theater, which is my favorite venue out here. Uh, Bare Naked Ladies opened, and that's when they had all the... Everyone was there, both singers, oh, yeah. whatever their names are. Uh, St- Stephen Page is yeah. and, uh, and Ed Robertson, right? Yes. Yeah, Stephen Page was... a kicked out of the band and so. there yes. yes and they're um both of those uh artists are canadian yeah so they had like video interstitials that they shot for the show like that alanis and like i remember one it was in the men's room and all the guys are at urinals and alanis comes in and she goes up to the urinal unzips her pants just and then zips up and leaves and they they all look at each other like what <laughs> so there's just fun stuff like that that show was so much fun i, I bet I, you know i've seen the bare naked ladies a bunch uh because again canada being right across the river yeah. they were pretty big in uh detroit so they came through a lot we, and and uh they were just fun every time yeah. the, uh, the show was different so. and i didn't know anything about the bare naked ladies until i saw that concert and then i was like oh i know this song oh i know that one i know this and then uh, i was like oh these guys are great and uh, it's the only time I've seen both of those bands. I'd like to see Alanis again. Uh, I'd love to get Alanis on the show, but uh, well, that's another story. Nah. Should I tell the story? Does she not come to the Valley? No. She is currently handled by some people that handle uh, my one and only problem guest, Rick Springfield. And Rick wasn't the problem. It was his management and his PR person. Just awful to deal with. Awful, awful, awful. And so I remember I had reached out to for Alanis a couple years ago. And they said, oh, our we heard, and this was when Rick appeared at the SF Sketch Fest. And I wanted to have Alanis at the 
SF Sketchfest as my friend. And they're like, oh, we heard that venue didn't go well for our other client, Rick. And so I basically gave them an earful via email, but exactly what, uh, what went down. And I said, I started with thanks for the warning because if she's handled by the same people that handled Rick Springfield, then I don't want to deal with them. And the festival doesn't want to deal with them because the festival told me to my face that his people were the worst people they have ever dealt with in the 15 years of the festival. Wow. And then that guy uh, never answered that back. So maybe she changed uh, her. She uh, didn't because I did when I saw that that tour was was coming with Joan. I looked her up. She's with the same company. Oh, boo! All right, enough of my pontificating. You have one more song left. I do. So should we use that as the playout song? Because we are at the two hour mark. Wow. It goes we've, fast, we've, right? We've lost 90% of the listeners it at this point. It goes fast, though, so right? Thank you to those that uh, stuck around this long, though. So. This, is why, this is why I never get sick of podcasting. It just goes fast, and I have fun. And um, even though I uh, I yawned once because I've been up early and I have something in my eye, I really did enjoy this. Keith, you are a great addition to the show and uh, much better than when you just popped on Zoom. I, I thank you for uh, having me. So, and maybe, you know, if you have me back again some other time, I'll bring some other, you know, gifts with me. So, who knows? Yes. Who, who knows? Who could say? Who could say? Uh, maybe so. there's a Brian Johnson figure. Who knows? May, I don't maybe, even know. Maybe. Um, is this the point where I get to plug? This is where you plug it up. Okay. And I mean, that means sh- that's the way we say shut up here in Los Angeles. Yes. No, this is where you plug, you tell people. Inst- anywhere you want people to find you and follow you and enjoy what you do, this is your time. And then you can introduce the playout song after I promote, and then we're done. All right, sounds good. So you can find me on that uh, site that's called X, uh, the uh, site formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> I'm at Keith Jacobson. Uh, that's uh, S E N, it's spelled there. Okay. You can also find me, uh, I'm on the other socials too, if you want to. Follow me, but Instagram. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Just search me. You'll find me there if you really want to follow me there. So you'll just see all the stuff about my kids probably there. Tinder. So, uh, I am not on Tinder. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking about starting up an OnlyFans page. <laughs> I'm just not sure I, I will make that much money oh, from it. Do. So, uh, please. Uh, and then there's a a, a fellow uh, podcast uh, that uh, I know that the guys have appeared on your podcast. Yeah. I can't remember if you've appeared on. Uh, I think you, I think I have. I think you I have. Think I so have the Rock in the Suburbs uh, podcast, formerly uh, Dad Rock, uh, formerly Dad Rock. Yes, uh, hosted by Jim Lenahan and Patrick Foster. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in Northern Virginia. Uh, I I uh, launched a uh, radio. I helped them launch a radio station, a twenty four seven radio station, Rock in the Suburbs uh, Radio. You can search uh, if you if you want to. We have an app. You can search for it on uh, the apple uh itunes store or on your phone or um the android store if you're a uh android user just search rock in the suburbs radio we have an app you can go to suburbspod.com slash radio and you can find it there so it's on 24 7 but i host a show every sunday morning called uh sunday papers so is that pre-recorded or are you live sunday morning usually live sunday mornings okay, cool. occasionally pre-recorded all right yesterday morning was a replay because i was out here in los angeles all right, i get it. it it's on from 10 a.m till 12 noon eastern and um 
So that's pretty early out here on the and West Coast. And you program so. what's going to be played that I day. Do. I Does, do. Are you, do you have a theme each week? No, you usually there. By the way, there's a ton of shows on there. Uh, you find all sure. the details where I told you about this show. Usually, though, I focus on a lot of uh, what's new, what's come out the last few right. weeks, and then mix in some you know some classics in there. So um, sometimes there's a theme, but uh, most of the time it's usually that. And then all of the episodes actually are on uh, Mixcloud. So if you go over to Mixcloud.com and search Rock in the Suburbs Radio, you can find all of the shows on there for you to listen to on demand. So it's so. almost like you have a podcast because this kind these of. live these live forever. They do. Yes, right, cool. they do. Very so, nice. Uh, so you you can check that out if you're interested. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's been a fun project to uh, get behind. And uh, so yeah, so you can find me there. It's and, good to have a creative outlet. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So and really like. It's just hanging out, playing music for a couple hours, right? And if you're listening to the Rock Solid podcast, I think you enjoy music. Yeah. So. Or yeah. you just tune in for the humor. That's possible, too, I guess. I mean, I mean once in a while. Yeah. Yes. I guess. So, uh, so yeah, check check me out there. Uh, that's all I have for promoting. So, I guess I'll talk about my last uh, song. And this was my first. Uh, Hold the phone oh, there, oh, young sorry. Man. You have to do your promoting. Sorry. We my are bad. at Rock Solid Show on Twitter. Kyle is at Kyle Dotson Funny, and I mention him because Kyle makes all of the promo tiles that we use for our guest episodes. Also, I want to give a shout out to Jason Levy and Daryl Asher and David Harvey and Kyle Hildreth. They do all the Facebook artwork currently. Those guys, I ask them if they can do it. They always say yes, and they do a great job. So I don't give them enough shout outs, so seek those guys out. Uh, rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show. I already talked about Patreon, so that's it. Back to Keith Jacobson. All right. Thank you. Thanks again, Pat, for having me. You're welcome. This was great. Yeah, so the the last show that I was going to do on here, I've been, you know what, the, I think it has a count. If you go to Setlist FM, and this is not complete by any means, but it, it has most of the shows that I had ticket stubs to, or now I do a pretty good job of tracking it. It says I've been to 339 concerts wow. of 224 different artists. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's why I have tinnitus, Pat. That's So get wear earplugs, by the way, if you can. I only started very late. So. I, I really wish back in the day I just would have got like an old school notebook and just logged it all. Well, if you can, Setlist FM is kind of cool because you can search by venue. So like if you know where you went to a lot of shows yeah. in your formative years, you can kind of find those shows. It's pretty complete. A lot of times the set list isn't out there. I know. But but, the, the but there sh- might be a set list from the tour. There is. Which is probably pretty close. But the date is usually logged on there yeah. for, for uh, the artist. So uh, so yeah, that's a lot of shows that I have uh, been to through the years. So the last one though was the first one that I went to when I was uh, – in college at Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo, uh, Michigan. Yes, there is a Kalamazoo. Very uh, famous uh, city in the lore of uh, rock and roll. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the Gibson Guitar Factory was actually in Kalamazoo, Michigan for many years. I think I have heard that before, but if you were to ask me, I wouldn't have been able to pull that name. Yes, so... um, and uh, it appear, you know, it's funny. There's actually an episode of the Rock in the Suburbs podcast uh, that is all about Kalamazoo because uh, there's a lot of songs that actually mention it because mm-hmm. it's kind of a fun lyric, right? So, uh, so the show that I went to is a great power pop band, The Smithereens. 
uh, rest in peace, Pat Denizio, uh, the lead singer. But they they carry on. Uh, Smithereens still tour uh, today with um, uh, Robin Wilson, Robin Wilson of and, Jim Blossoms, and, and or Marshall Crenshaw. And Marshall Crenshaw. Thank you. So you can still catch them. They're a great power pop rock band. Really like them. Uh, the album they were touring on in 1991 or 92 was uh, Blow Up. And uh, it's a really fantastic album. Had, I think, their biggest hit, actually, of on the pop charts, which is uh, Too Much uh, Passion. That's bigger than Girl Like You? On the pop charts, I actually think it was. All right. So, um, and... Uh, so it was at the uh, State Theater in Kalamazoo, which is a fantastic uh, venue. It's been redone through the years, but it's a really, really cool venue. I still go to shows there to uh, to this date. And uh, so the the playout song is uh, it's actually my favorite song from this album. It's it's a rocker. It's "Girl in Room 12. "Girl in Room 12 from the album called "Blow Up." All right. First of all, Keith, once again, thank you for these wonderful presents. Even if you didn't bring those, I would have still thanked you for a great show. Well, thank you. Thanks I again think we for having killed me. it. I think so. I think we killed the audience, too. I mean, so. this, it just sounds like a regular episode of the show, and that's what you were shooting for, right? Yeah. Or better. Well, I think, you know, probably Stuart Copeland's going to be a, a, a better guest. Not, with, not unless I prepare. <laughs> All right. Thank you again, Keith. Safe travels back to your home. Continue to go see concerts. Never lose your love for music, recorded and live. And everyone else, please enjoy Girl in Room 12. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Pat. Why it just couldn't be A girl in room 12 And she's waiting for 